Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Talking Addiction Recovery, and this is Andrew Schreier. And today's episode is titled, You Don't Drink, Please Don't Explain. And the subtitle sort of to this whole thing is, To Drink Alcohol or To Not Drink Alcohol, Why Does It Matter to Society? So I want you to take a moment and think of the last time you offered someone alcoholic beverage. Maybe you're out at a restaurant or like even hosting an event. Think of a time when you asked someone what they wanted to drink and they said, oh, I don't drink. What was your response? What thoughts were going on inside your mind? Think of a time when someone offered you an alcoholic beverage or asked what do you want to drink and you said, I don't drink. What was their response? There's no doubt that alcohol is a a big part of this world. And society. When it comes to different things, there's celebrations, there's events, there's rituals, there's parties, sporting events and gatherings, work stuff, um, stress relief even, rewarding yourself, whatever the occasion may be. But alcohol is a part of society. And this isn't about alcohol being good nor bad or the fact of, you know, for some alcohol is going to be one of the most destructive things in their lives um, or for others that alcohol is not so much of a big deal or for others there's alcohol is not even part of their lives they don't drink at all but part of conversations that have come up with clients and patients and even colleagues over the years has revolved around when people get sober or stop drinking and or their drug use and decide to remain absent from it is when they are put in other situations or social situations with other people and the idea of drinking alcohol comes up because maybe they're in that situation maybe they are going to a work event or maybe they are trying to go watch a sport game on on tv with people and be social maybe they are going out on a date and they're wondering about what's going to happen when the idea of drinking comes up and what their response is. So this is something that's been come up time and time again. I didn't really think I was going to have a podcast episode about it, but as it's been talked about and I've had more of these discussions, it's amazing to look at this as being more of a society problem than it is an individual problem. And that's what we're going to really dive into today. So as I discussed before, this comes up with clients and patients. And, you know, early on in recovery, people may avoid certain places, people, things associated with their alcohol and drug use. So they no longer go to the bar or they avoid hanging out with certain people in order to protect their recovery. But as I said, there are times where all of a sudden people are put back into these social situations where drinking is a common thing or even a more than common thing. So all of a sudden it it comes up as there's some fear, there's some anxiety, a little bit of being uncomfortable as to not about them saying no or saying that they don't want to drink, but how is that perceived or how is that? looked at from the other person or people who are involved or around that. So just a few weeks ago, I had a patient 
talking to me about going on a first date and this person has not been on a date in a number of years. Their fiance passed away and now at a point in their recovery, they're talking about wanting to date again. So not only is part of that talking about where to find someone and what do I do about sharing about being in recovery, but also if I go on a first date and all of a sudden the idea of having a drink comes up, what do I do and what's the perception going to be from that person? I had another client talk to me about going to the bar after happy hour with some coworkers and this was a new job he had, didn't really know a lot of people, wanted to kind of get more social with coworkers because it was something he never did before. And one of the things that was common was going to the bar on Friday for happy hour as a way to relax or kind of celebrate after a long work week. I had another client talk to me about how when he stopped drinking and when he was going around some people, he liked to see some bands. And I think we all know it's popular to bands to play in, in bars and places like that. And when he was there, he made it very clear to everyone he was going with that he wasn't drinking anymore and that drinking wasn't something he was trying to do anymore, like he was giving it up. And one of the most amazing discussions that came about it wasn't his own discomfort with it. It wasn't his feeling anxious about it was when he would share that and feel confident that this is his life now and and what he chooses to do. But he started to notice how other people were sometimes anxious about it or they seemed put off by it, so to speak. And it wasn't necessarily like in a, a negative way or he felt that it was done on purpose or that it was done with any malicious intent. But the idea that someone was uncomfortable or even kind of like taken back like, huh, like, so you're not drinking anymore, that that was something that stood out to him. So... In having these conversations, and those are just a couple of examples, but I've had multiple of them over the years, the idea that clients and patients are wondering about this and they're recognizing this as a problem shifted to the idea that I believe it's more of society's problem than it is theirs. If they have made the choice not to drink, I don't see that as being their problem. I don't see that as being a problem. However, when they are in situations in which they are questioned about that or they're asked to explain, I still don't believe that that's their problem. Now, they have to deal with that. And that's what I work on with them. I work on how do you cope with that? How do you deal with that? You know, what is it that you're going to say or do? You know, what happens if you do start to feel anxious? What do you do if you do start to feel tempted? What what happens? And How do you cope with that? And we talk about coping skills. We do role playing and all that kind of stuff. But to me, the general idea, though, is that that's not their problem, that someone is uncomfortable with their drinking. And yet, when it's talked about and when they're bringing it into sessions, initially, it seems like it is their problem. And I I don't really think it is. I don't think it's one that they need to really own up to. So... For some reason, deciding to not drink alcohol requires some explanation. 
and I really struggle to find out why. And, and part of me just says because it's such a normal part of society that that's basically the reason why. But when it comes to everything else, and I'm, everything is a loose term, we don't want to generalize, but for many other things that you decide to stop or give up, it's not responded with an expect, you know, this expectation of I need you to explain or this shock or this, huh? Like, really? Waiting for some kind of reasoning that's going to help the other person understand why someone decided not to drink. So when you think about it, as I said, it, and earlier on, I asked you to think about the last time you may have asked somebody or the last time someone asked you and, and what was that response. But we hear a lot of them like, oh, you don't drink? How come? Or you don't drink? Why not? You don't want one? Come on, it's just one. Oh, you're not drinking? Trying to lose weight or something? I mean, these the responses go on and on. And in comparison to anything else... It's so odd that someone saying they don't like drinking or they don't want to drink is it's not simply just okay for someone to have that. So let's look at a couple of different areas and why this seems so different compared to everything else. Okay, the first one that comes to mind in when I talk to people, you know, in recovery about quitting drugs or quitting alcohol Uh, when it comes to other things there's almost like a congratulations are good for you you know i'm proud of you so let's say i got someone doing cocaine or even doing heroin and you know there's this i'm not doing anymore oh good for you you're proud of you that's what we hear from people no need to explain i don't need you to tell me why you decided to oh really you're quitting heroin why how come you know or you know cocaine okay okay why why is that no like it's sometimes it's applauded or proud of you but no need to tell me or convince me why you're doing that so then all of a sudden let's take it to even something like cigarettes you know this is another kind of humorous one where um Oh, do you smoke? No. Oh, good, good. I mean, these things will kill you. Yeah, I should I should quit too. No need to explain why someone doesn't light a cigarette. Why someone doesn't want one. It's okay for someone to not like cigarettes. But you don't want alcohol or you don't drink and there needs to be some explanation. Now let's take a look at another substance like a liquid. Think of all the other things out there that's liquid that's not alcoholic. Soda is a fantastic example. The only soda I ever really drink is root beer, diet root beer. For some reasons, the only thing I crave once in a while, and I'll buy a 12-pack and it'll last forever um half the time i drink it's probably not good anymore but growing up it was never something i really drank and never really had it when i was a kid and a child um even growing up into my teens never really drank it like i said 
And if someone ever asked me if I wanted soda or drink soda, and I said, no, that's, that's fine. Cool. No need to ask me why I don't like soda. No need to wonder why I don't want one or why I'm not having one. Same thing with coffee or tea. Some of us like coffee and tea. Some of us don't like coffee or tea. One or the other. Either way, when you say you don't drink coffee, you don't get weird eyes or questions. I could go out to breakfast with my family and they could come around with the coffee pot and says, anybody want coffee? Half of us can say, yeah, we'll take it. The other half doesn't have to explain why they don't want coffee. No need. Sometimes we respond like, oh, you don't, you don't like coffee? Oh, good. More for me. I love it. So once again, no need to explain. Oh, you don't like it? Me neither. That's it. Either way, there's no need to explain why you like one or don't. And then we even move on to something like food. It's okay for people to not like or eat certain foods because of the way it tastes or because of some health issue or whatever the case may be. There are grocery stores and restaurants filled with plenty of food people don't like. And there's no reason to explain it. Every time I go to the grocery store, I don't have to explain why I'm not purchasing a bunch of other items. That would take forever. But I mean, think about it. You know, you're sitting down at a restaurant. All right, so let's take this scenario. You're sitting down at a restaurant and you're ordering an appetizer. And what do you do as a group? You look at the menu. Some people like some things, some people don't. You throw some ideas around there and you find one that everyone likes. Boom, we're good. Let's get it. Let's get the crab rangoon. Gotta get that. But even if so, if someone doesn't like it, you know, they might say, I don't like that. And I'll say, if I really want it, I'm going to get it for myself and say, well, I want it. So I'm going to get some. But you don't like it. Let's find an appetizer that we all like. I don't need an explanation for why someone doesn't like it. Once again, more for me. No problem. So then all of a sudden, let's say you're the appetizer and then it moves on to the main dish. And we all know. There's tons of things on the menu. And all of a sudden it's like, well, what are you having? You don't have to explain why you don't like something. So if someone's not getting the fish, you don't need them to explain. Oh, no, you don't like fish. Why not? Now, we know sometimes these things come up in conversation and you, you we talk about this kind of stuff, but there's no like, oh, like surprise that someone doesn't like fish. And what's the number one reasons why? Because it tastes fishy. But I don't need that explained to me or why someone doesn't like chicken or why someone doesn't like steak. If I like steak, I'll get steak. If I like chicken, I'll get chicken. If someone doesn't like it, you don't have to get what I like. I don't have to enjoy my chicken simply because you're enjoying chicken too. But now that brings up an interesting point. Isn't that weird how sometimes 
Why is that different with alcoholic beverages? If someone at the restaurant decides to have a glass of wine and someone decides to have water, can I not enjoy my wine if someone has water? Can I not enjoy my water if someone decides to have wine? Like, what what difference does it make? Everything else. It's like, okay, that someone chooses not to because of whatever reason. And the funny part is we don't even ask reasons why. People say they don't like something, we move on. Every other drug of abuse or substance that's concerning to us, we say, good for you. We're proud. Good. That's great. I'm happy for you. The whole cigarette thing. Yeah, I should quit too, probably. But no reason to explain. You ever have to find out why? You have to need an explanation as to why someone wants to quit cigarettes? Do you really need someone to explain why they don't want to do heroin anymore? But they don't want to do alcohol or drink anymore. We might want to know why is that? Why would someone want to stop doing that? Other things like food and beverages that are not even alcoholic. Oh, that's okay. More for me. Not everyone likes it. I get it. That's cool. We don't have to like the same things. You get what you want. I get what I want. We're enjoying the time together. We're both eating something we like. But all of a sudden it becomes an alcoholic beverage. And why is there some discomfort when... I get an alcoholic beverage and the other doesn't. Why is that different than anything else? Alcohol, why? Why is that? Is it not okay to simply not enjoy the taste of alcohol? Like anything else, you can say you don't like the taste. Don't like the taste. But for alcohol, if you were to say that... Either people almost don't believe it or they think that means you should like something else. You know, when someone's like, oh, I don't drink beer. I drink vodka. Or, oh, I don't like whiskey. I like wine only. So it's okay if you like something else that's alcoholic. But if you don't like anything alcoholic, if you don't like any of the tastes, something's wrong with you. That's how we look at that as. Or we look at it as even the effects of it. Oh, like, I don't like drinking because it makes me feel like crap the next morning. I don't like it because I lay around in bed with a pounding headache. I get nothing done and my Sundays are a waste. To me, drinking the night before is not worth my whole next day being shot. That's a very logical explanation It's a reason why I know plenty of people don't drink or really don't drink that much. But yet, there needs to be an explanation for that. Like, that's not always okay to do. So, the other issue with this is that when people are asked for an explanation, you can almost guarantee there's also some assumptions as to why you don't drink. So, get prepared for that. Get ready for that. That if someone goes, huh, you don't drink? The next rolling thoughts in that person's mind might be assumptions as to why you don't. 
So for women, this is one of the most ridiculous things that gets asked. I've seen this. I've heard this. I've had people talk to me about it is, oh, you don't drink? Is it because you're pregnant? Really? Every, well, there's the every, but a woman isn't drinking alcohol. That must mean she's pregnant. Are you kidding me? That's uh, that's an okay reason. So they say, yes, I am. Oh, good for you. Oh, no, I'm not. Well, then why aren't you drinking? Like, do you hear how that sounds? Part of why I like doing this, you know, the podcast series and, and when I have conversations with people, sometimes getting these thoughts out to hear them they sound a lot different than when they were in your head. So that's what I'm trying to kind of emphasize here as well. Now, for a man, if you're not drinking, why is that? How come? Well, it might be because someone's going to think, well, you're weak. You're not man enough. What's wrong with you? Well, you can't handle your alcohol. Man, I was at a sporting event tailgating in an I was around college kids, but I was also around full-grown adults who would make comments to some people about not drinking that they weren't man enough. It is still going on and happening today. That if you're a man and you're not drinking, well, it must mean you can't hold your liquor. Or... As I started this whole thing about how this has been brought up, oh, you don't drink? It must be because you have a problem with alcohol or you're an alcoholic and you're trying to quit and be sober. So now it's because you have a problem with it. You know, people don't say that about other stuff. Oh, you don't... (laughs) Oh, you don't like chicken? Oh, you got a chicken problem? (laughs) Someone says they don't like... Oreos or some cookies or something and oh it must mean because you have a a cookie problem like no like people don't ask why to explain why you don't like it or think you have a problem with it because you're giving it up or it doesn't matter why does it matter so that's a hard part too is that there are times when people ask about it and right from the get-go, there's going to be some assumptions. And they might even ask that to you. I've had plenty of clients and patients talk to me about when they've been asked about why they don't drink, they are asked if these are the reasons why. And the bigger part of it is that it doesn't matter why. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. So... There's some things I want to talk about as far as, you know, kind of like that whole keeping your side of the street clean and, you know, what do you do when it comes to being the person who wants an explanation for why someone chooses not to, or if you're the person who is being asked to explain your reasons why you choose not to drink. So let's start with the person who wants an explanation for why someone chooses not to consume alcohol. Number one. It doesn't matter what their response is. Their choice to not drink 
for whatever reason it is, it doesn't matter. They're choosing not to do that. Whether it's because of the taste, whether they don't like to because of how it makes them feel, maybe because they're trying to save money and they're spending way too much on it, maybe because they're tired of feeling hungover and wasting a Sunday and they want to feel better or they're trying to improve their health, or even if they're choosing not to because they are in recovery, it doesn't matter. And this leads into the second point that is before you even get to that, you almost need to ask yourself, why does it matter that the person does not drink? So if all of a sudden you're out in a situation and someone's not drinking, whether you notice it, whether you offer them something and they say no, before you decide to ask them, stop yourself for a moment and say, why does it matter that that person does not drink? Why does that bother me? And even if you're saying, well, it doesn't bother me. Well, why are you so inquisitive of it? What, what difference does it make why they're not doing it? Why has that become an important part of this whole thing that this person's choosing not to drink alcohol? Number three, recognize that that person doesn't owe you any explanation. They can choose to give you one, but you are not owed any explanation. Just because you offer to buy them something or give them something or get them something or you're being polite and we're just asking out of manners, which is okay to do, does not entitle you to an explanation as to why someone might say no. Number four, even though you may use alcohol to relax, have fun, socialize, or drown your sorrows, Except that other people choose not to. In a way, in society, it's clear that it's okay that people do drink to do certain things and consume alcohol for purposes. It's also just as okay that someone chooses not to. And we shouldn't make it seem as if someone who chooses not to makes them different or to be treated differently because of that. Fifth and final point is when you offer someone a beverage, do not automatically assume they're going to drink alcohol and instead be open to other possibilities as well. A good host and a really good host, and I'm going to refer to my cousin who is one of the best hosts there can be for a gathering. If you don't want an alcoholic beverage, he'll find something else for you to like or ask what can he get you. Whether you said yes to something alcoholic or non, it doesn't matter. All he wants to do is make sure that if you want something to drink, he'll help you do it. If not, cool, let him know if you do. But we should not always assume that when someone goes out to work after to celebrate or relieve stress that alcohol is what they need or want. It's okay if they get something else. It's okay if they choose not to get something alcoholic. So those are for the person who wants an explanation. 
Now, for the person who's being asked to explain your reasons why you choose not to drink alcohol, number one, it doesn't matter why you do not want to consume alcohol. Whether it be for this, that, or the other, it's your choice. There is no need to explain yourself. Number two, and I really, really like this one. If someone is uncomfortable with the fact you don't like or drink alcohol, it is more about their discomfort than yours. That is their problem to own up to. It is not your problem to attach to or start carrying. That is the monkey on their back that when they hear someone doesn't want alcohol, that they're questioning that or wondering that or they're trying to figure out why, that is their problem, not yours. Number three, plan beforehand. If you want to socialize, relax, or have fun around people who may be using alcohol to do that, be prepared ahead of time. Have different coping strategies ready. Have an exit plan ready. Have a support person with you. This is something I do a lot with patients and clients is to have a plan. What are you going to do? How are you going to handle it? What would you say? How do you know if it starts to become too uncomfortable or if you start to feel anxious or even a craving to drink? What are you going to do? If Patients and clients are already talking to me about this issue in session prior to. I know that there's time to plan for this and to talk about it and to go over it and to figure out what can this person do. Number four is if you find yourself in these situations where you're asked a lot about your drinking, you might want to just do a little bit of reevaluating. And this isn't to say you can't go out anywhere. This isn't to say you can't do anything. You got to be a shut-in and you can't talk to people because the whole world is drunk. And that's not the answer. There are plenty of people in this world who do not drink alcohol. But maybe you just need to look at developing more of like a social network or a lifestyle or activities that promote non-drinking. And realizing, you know, if you're around a lot of people, and these people tend to need an explanation, you know, is that what's best for you? Is that really a fun time? Are you really enjoying yourself having to do that? So just cautious to reevaluate sometimes if this is coming up a lot or if this is happening, maybe there are are other things we can do or other avenues we can take or other directions we can go that's getting what you want as far as socializing or rewarding or relaxing that doesn't potentially put the risk of drinking right in front of you or there. Number five is alcohol may be important to someone else, but it does not have to be important to you. So having a drink to celebrate an anniversary may be important for some people, but that it doesn't have to be important to you. Celebrating an anniversary over a nice meal should just be as valuable. Or going out and doing something else to celebrate an anniversary should be just as exciting and enjoyable and rewarding 
without it risking your recovery. In the end, there's three points I want to talk about for everyone. Is number one, you want an explanation for why they choose not to drink. Are they asking you for an explanation as to why you do drink? You ever notice that? I've I can't think of a time when maybe someone did it sarcastically, I don't know. But I can't really think of a time when I've seen someone ask why don't they drink or I've had a conversation with somebody about why don't they consume alcohol where the other person was then saying, "Well, why don't why do you? Why are you choosing to do that?" So I believe part of it is just that mutual respect that the person who you're asking for to give an explanation for why I don't drink, they're not asking you to explain why you do. That whole thing of, hey, you do you, I'm going to do me. You know, keeping that side of the street clean. Not judging you for what you're doing or wondering why you're doing what you're doing. So I should get the same respect that I don't have to explain why I'm choosing not to do something or not to indulge in a alcoholic beverage. The other thing I want to leave with is number two is I kept saying for the other points for the two sides of the street was it doesn't matter. That's a really important thing. I just want to continuously emphasize as I was thinking about this whole podcast in my head for a while. I just wanted to say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. And I want to emphasize that a lot that why someone chooses to drink does not matter. And it made me think of a song from a long time ago from Wyclef Jean and The Rock. And it was titled, It Doesn't Matter. And I think The Rock's voice is much more (laughs) meaningful than mine. Catches a lot more audiences. So I'm going to do for you is I'm going to play a little snippet of that song. And whenever the idea of asking someone for an explanation as to why they don't drink, I want you to think of this in your head. See how much better that is? If the rock's voice just that carries the whole thing through. And I want that in your head where when you get the idea to ask someone why they don't drink, that whole it doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter. And I'm gonna end with this, the third point, third and final point. Why doesn't someone drink? It doesn't matter. Why should it? Thanks for listening. Hope you learned something.